Sunday afternoon where the Lakers lose again uh, after winning two in a row. They drop two more now to two and seven. Um, I'm not even where to really where to start. Uh, tough loss. I honestly thought this Cleveland game would be a kind of scheduled loss. I don't think the Lakers really play well on Sunday afternoons, um, but uh, it's tough the way they lost. But uh, Don, Donnie, are you up here? Um, this is a uh, this was this was not fun uh, to watch in that second half. No, uh, no, not at all. Yeah, rough, rough way. I always say I kind of like the very early Sunday games. One because I'm in the Central Time Zone, and two, oh yes, um, two. If it's a rough game, you get to you get a few more hours uh, in the Sunday evening to kind of uh, try and forget it instead of like literally them losing and then you go into bed. So. I guess I'll start with uh, something positive there. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the one positive from this game. They started off 7-0, 5-0. They started against Utah, 7-0 tonight. And then it was just a Donovan Mitchell parade to the free throw line. I thought he drove to the room, got contact. It felt like him and Garland were able to kind of call their own fouls. Uh, but, you know, we, we stayed alive through that, and I thought you know, we played okay. But the defense, man, I thought it was all right. And I think, like, when you make – Mitchell and Garland take like long twos, which I thought we forced them into most of the night. Um, I think you do okay. The problem is we sent them to the line a million times and then our offense kind of failed. So just, uh, Donnie, you can take this wherever you want. But so here's the third quarter. We get outscored 29 to 16 in the third quarter. We only scored 36 points, um, I believe, in the second half. And uh, Donovan Mitchell had, I believe, 30-something to finish this night. Garland, I believe, also finished with 30 where was the main loss here? Is there anything to take from? I don't even know where to start with this one. I just, I usually take a bunch of notes, but after, you know, I think they went down like 15, 16, there was not really much to take from this one. But yeah, where was the, I guess, the fall in this one? Was it the defense? Was it our offense failing us or, or both? Uh, I think it's just straight up on the offense, honestly. Okay. And it kind of sucks because, I mean, I felt this season overall and especially the last couple games yeah LeBron just hasn't been playing that well and I thought he played pretty well tonight um he made a lot of shots at the rim that he's missed for most of the season and um you know last game last game AD shot only two field goal attempts in the second half right and I believe even I believe he even said after the game like that yeah that's Something to the lines of, like, that's unacceptable. Like, I've got to be more assertive. I've got to get the ball more, yada, yada. He took two field goal attempts tonight. <laughs> he took two field goal attempts again. Now, granted, he did not play the entire final five minutes because they were getting blown out by so much. But yeah. two two field goal attempts again. Um, he only had 12 in the game. Uh, made seven of them. You know, had 19 points. But, you know... I'm I'm trying to get the NBA stats page to kind of show me just the second half stuff because, you know, I want to say, I know for a fact Troy Brown probably had more than two field goal attempts in the second half. Um, He did. Who knows, like, Mm -hmm. who knows who else did. Like, it's just kind of ridiculous, honestly, for him to only have two field goal attempts, Um, especially with the fact that the offense was sputtering so much. You know, you would think, like, okay, let's give it to AD. Um, I'm pretty confident in AD's ability to score on like, you know, one-to-one just Jared Allen, like honestly, but just, that's just very puzzling, especially after a game where it was like kind of, you know, a news headline. 
Yeah, he had two total field goal attempts. One was a long two mid-range jumper, and then one was an easy one. <laughs> one was an easy one inside. It's I was I was going to say one of them was a, a dumb shot, so that also really makes it bad. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a theme for him. He has like a big first quarter, and then the rest of that game, either they don't find him or he's just unable to score, um, unable to get the ball. It, it, it's very strange. There was a play, though, and I think, you know, I know you were higher on Kendrick Nunn. He started tonight, and uh, I think I'm I'm good on the Kendrick Nunn experience, uh, but but all right, you don't you don't have to be putting that evil on me nine games in. All right, I know I'm wrong. I'm wrong. We're we're ten percent through the season, Donnie. Like trends are starting to uh starting to stay here, but um yeah, there was a play like I think AD had like the guy sealed inside, and Kendrick Nunn just couldn't get him the pass. So he had to like swing it to LeBron, who eventually did, um, who eventually did give him the pass. But it's a lot of that where like AD will like duck in and, and then won't get the ball, and then he just won't duck in for like five six minutes more, um, and just kind of let the offense run the way it does. No, it it's extremely frustrating, and I think he's still done his job on defense. It's just man, and Mobley didn't even really go off tonight. There were a lot of times I forgot Mobley was on the floor. It was pretty much just all Garland and Mitchell, but. Uh, again, this front line is big. Jared Allen's a, a huge guy as well. But, yeah, the stuff with AD is, is frustrating. I'm not really sure what the solve is with this. Um, he'll have, like, 15 in the first quarter, end up with 22. It's it's extremely frustrating to watch. Yeah, and in terms of our defense, uh, you know, I feel like me and you have kind of talked about how we've been disappointed by Patrick Beverly most of the season. But – and I'm not even sure if he would actually make a sizable impact on Mitchell – and Garland, just because they're kind of like pretty fast little guards that like I feel like Pat Bev does better against kind of bigger, kind of slower, maybe even like wings sometimes. But yeah. definitely would have loved to see him in there to see if he would have like affected them at all. I don't know if he would have because I feel like they were getting most of their points, like you said, kind of like, you know, they'd go into our drop coverage and then they would kind of wait until Troy Brown or whoever is like guarding them to get back to them but then they would just rise up and then that defender would kind of like blow by them and they'd have like essentially a layup for you know those two guys in the mid-range so I don't know I kind of sadly kind of think you know when I saw that they were both available tonight I kind of immediately (laughs) marked it up as a loss sadly just because that's just two those are two bad dudes man like they're really freaking good and um you know and against our drop coverage it's kind of it's kind of doomed to fail honestly uh, especially, I, I can't see, you know, they only had 10 offensive, uh, they had nine offensive rebounds. It felt like, felt like most of those were in the second half. I felt like they were going to a lot of Kevin Love, Love uh, Osmond, and like Jared Allen, just mm-hmm. big-ass lineups that were getting kind of beating us up on the boards. So that, com- you know, combined with not being able to stop Mitchell and Garland still in the second half and then not really getting, just getting nothing on the offensive end, just made everything spiral out of control. Is this the is that the best backcourt in the league? You think? I think it's close, um, right? It's pretty off, close. Off, offensively, they are top three, and I can't really think of two other teams <laughs> to be honest. So yeah, I mean, well, yeah, Stephen, Stephen, whoever, I saw right? Com- but... right, Stephen, whoever. So we'll put them above them. But in the East, like I, you know, I'm trying to think of any, you know, backwards. It's mostly, obviously our game is mostly comprised of like superstar forwards. So they're, they're probably up there. Definitely offensively. It kind of blew my mind seeing that Mitchell was averaging 31 points per game coming into this game. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's superstar stuff. Yeah. And before the game, I even thought like they're, 
their strengths are kind of our biggest weaknesses. Like they pull up guards who can pull up uh, off the dribble and then big athletic guys down low. And I think that's like our Achilles heel. And they have both of those. Um, and I thought we saw that as the game turned. But I mean, Donnie, up six at halftime. Uh, I, I think Garland and Mitchell, again, just were living at the line. I felt like if we cleaned that up, the game can kind of uh, the game can kind of stay a lot closer. We can keep the lead, and they just ran us out of the building in the third quarter. Honestly, and our offense failed, but we just couldn't couldn't guard them, and it, it, it's rough to watch. We're two and seven now, and all that you know, <laughs> and Darvin Ham and and even myself, and I think most of us have have kind of preached like, hey, they're you know we're building good stuff, and I think our defense is legit on on most nights. There's star guards like this that are going to cook us, but. I think it has been legit enough. Um, Patrick Beverly is a part of that, even though I'm not really a proponent of him starting. I think I'd rather have Austin in there. Who the Austin did okay as well, and Garland uh, can't battle him physically. But two and seven now, man, and that's uh, <laughs> the next game is in Utah tomorrow, back to back, and then I believe it's the Clippers. Um, so that's a that's a tough two game stretch that that's coming up here. Yeah, I mean, kind of looking at it like. I was hoping they were going to win today, you know, watching the first quarter because, you know, saying that they won three out of four, you know, even with the three and six record, that's pretty promising. And, you know, I could still be positive and say they are two and two in their last four. And (laughs) maybe let's just say, maybe let's just say 0-5, like Darvin Ham is getting his feet wet, you know, a bunch of uh, new group of guys together. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll be honest, I, I had some confidence in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have any confidence in the Lakers heading into halftime because they're only up by six at half. At half. Should have been up more. They yeah, should have been up more. And the Cavs kind of, after it kind of got around 12 for a decent amount in the first quarter, they were able to keep it between six and like eight or nine, like no matter what. And mm-hmm. that was while the Lakers were kind of like having one of their best like offensive runs, I felt like um, all season other than the jazz game. And, you know, I just started thinking about it. I'm like, man, Russ is kind of like literally doing nothing wrong. Uh, he's made a couple threes. Like Russ had three of our eight threes. Like that's, that's <laughs> pathetic. That's pathetic. And like, if we have to depend on that to be competitive in a game, then that's ridiculous. Um, you know, Lonnie, oh for three from three, Kendrick, Kendrick, it, I, it's unfathomable to me how bad Kendrick's shot is after it was so good in the preseason. And it's not like he was just, like, shooting completely wide open every time in the preseason. Like, uh, I don't know. It's crazy to me. This team needs needs a jolt of offense in some sort of way. And it's just baffling to me that I'm saying that when Russ is, like, playing so well. <laughs> yeah, Kendrick Nunn, 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. Honestly, I don't think any of those were good shots. Like, any, I don't remember one Kendrick Nunn shot. I was like, oh, that makes sense in the offense. Like, it, the ball swung and it got to Kendrick Nunn. It, it, it makes sense in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, no, tonight, yeah, I didn't see any. All of them were like, I haven't had a shot in 10 minutes. Let me take this one. Uh, he had, like, I think Mo, uh, Mobley in the corner on one where he just took a step back three. I don't know. I I've, I was out on Kendrick the Kendrick Nunn experience, like, three games ago. Uh, I totally get why, I guess, why he started tonight to kind of keep that bench rotation which has been like a positive from the season like our bench units have done fairly well it's why we 
kind of go on runs in second quarters. Like, we've been pretty good in the second quarters. I think our plus minus in those quarters are good. We just get ran off the floor in the third quarter um, in a lot of these games. But, yeah, Kendrick Nunn, rough. I think I tweeted before LeBron is second on in our team on catch-and-shoot threes for the season. He's, like, 4 of 27. Uh, I think that got worse tonight. He's 1 for 4 from 3. Um, so I think that, that number went down as well. It's just – I thought that – Donnie, I thought this. I thought the shooting would at least come to like bottom five in the league, right? Um, it's not going that way at all. Uh, eight of twenty-seven. Uh, I think one of those was in that bench run, so twenty-nine percent. I think we were shooting like twenty-one percent. I have the numbers here, but the, yeah, we were shooting like twenty-one percent while the game was real. Can we like even if our defense is this good, can this can like we survive shooting like this for to to get any kind of semblance of a real season here? Uh, hell no. <laughs> no, it's like, and like I said, it's like, uh, and I believe Russ shot well from three against the Jazz. Am I correct? Like, yeah, it's, we, it just, it's not sustainable to expect Russ. Russ to was three for five from three from tonight. Three. three for five. Like, that's three for five. Yeah. And, um, LeBron won for four and his only make was not when the game was out of reach, but getting to that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, LeBron's LeBron's season from three right now is like, honestly, to me, the most depressing part of this season so far, because that's just something that he kind of needs, especially at this age. And like, if he's not, if that's never going to come around anytime soon, then these losses are going to continue no matter what, like Russ is doing or what anyone else is doing, because that he kind of needs that in his repertoire at this point. Yeah, and it, it's it's rough to watch all of them, um, the shooting being so bad. And, and, like, I think our offense was fine in that first half. And if you're getting, you know, if you're getting six for 13, three for five from three from Russ, like, I think every Russ three should be worth, like, four points. Like, that's just the way I, like how I see it. Every three that goes in is kind of a, a gift. But he, he gives you 19 and 10. Let's talk about him for a little bit. I, I thought his first half was really good. Um, I'm not sure what how many turnovers he had in each half, but he finished with seven. That's still way too high. No other Laker had more than two, which was Austin Reeves, who had two turnovers. So he had a uh, majority of the turnovers, even though he did have the ball quite a bit. Uh, I just thought it was very erratic in that second half. Um, and when he has the ball, it kind of, I don't know, it, it's weird. When, when he has the ball, it kind of takes LeBron out of rhythm in a strange way. But, uh, I mean, he's doing the best he could. It's fun to watch him play. I think this he gave the team a jolt. Uh, our kind of pace doubles it feels like when he comes in um, and we're getting Russ playing this well 80 wasn't good and wasn't really good in the second half but LeBron kind of woke up and we're still losing I just I don't know where we we go from here where's the uh, improvement coming uh, I, I'm not really sure um, it's it's been rough, it's been rough to watch yeah I mean just going back to AD Russell Westbrook should not have 13 field goal attempts to 80s 12. <laughs> Troy Brown should yeah. not have 12 attempts to 80s 12. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just really, like, tough to see that. And I feel like, so then what, 10 of those field goal attempts are in the first half? Mm-hmm. He's got he's to find a way to, you know, especially help the team in the third quarter. He's got to find a way to be assertive to, like, kick that third quarter off and then kind of turn that turn whatever he does on the offense into, like, defensive impact. Um, Yeah, I mean, this team kind of just needs, you know, Lonnie Walker's been really good, but 
even with Russ kind of doing this, they still need like another scorer who can yeah. kind of shoot and like shoot off the dribble, like, <laughs> and you know, Buddy Heald's pretty good at all that. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, not I, doing think, that. I think the offense, I think the offense will be, uh, way, way better and much, uh, would be able to sustain its level of offense all the way through the second half if they had another score. That was kind of like Buddy Heald. I don't know why that's a name coming to my mind, but um, just a guy like him. Yeah, so on AD, like, I, I, I was thinking about it. Like, I think just, again, we've taken his jump shot so much out of his game, right? And you've seen the emphasis to take the three-point out of it. Did he take a three tonight? Uh, no, he, nope. didn't, no nope. he didn't take a three. So that, that's removed, like, the complete perimeter game for him. So now everything is in the paint, which is great, which ups his efficiency. It was seven for 12. Um, but then you kind of remove a lot of, like, I think what makes AD AD, right? A lot of it is, like, that ability to space, at least from the mid-range, take a pick and pop two once in a while, pump fake, you know, hit a floater here and there. That's all kind of gone. It's all, like, pure big man stuff, if that makes sense. It's all, like, back down, jump hook, or back down, get a layup. Like, th- there's none of that, like, in-between game, which I think makes Anthony Davis Anthony Davis. It's why you get these... I don't think he's, like, purposely trying to, like, be uh, not involved in second halves. It's just, like, you take away such a – you take away him being in the perimeter at all, and so he's so reliant on, number one, other people getting him the ball, and then, number two, at being at the basket. And, and teams just load up too much for him to live in the paint, especially on this current iteration of the Lakers where even if Troy Brown hits – what did Troy Brown go from three tonight? Two for five. Teams still aren't going to guard Troy Brown like that. And Russell Westbrook, obviously, they're going to let him shoot. LeBron James, they still go way under ball screens. Like, I think AD just having no semblance of any perimeter shot game. Do you agree with that, Donnie? Like, there's no perimeter shot game, so it's just everything has to be in the paint. And if that's the case, you're going to get super low shot attempts because they're not just going to let AD live at the rim unless it's in, like, transition or something like that. Yeah, uh, I just kind of looked it up in his last five games, and that dates back to the first Denver game. He's only taken three three-point attempts um, yeah. in five games. That so, was the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and sadly, I like you kind of start off saying, like, yeah, like it is nice to have pretty much all of AD's attempts at the rim, <laughs> and that's kind of where my brain stops. I agree. <laughs> it is nice. Uh, his, I mean, it, I kind of gave up on his jumper, his three-point jumper a long time ago. Now his, and when I say mid-range jumper, I'm talking about like right outside the paint, that type of jumper, yeah. especially when he's kind of fading away. I'll, like, he could do that all day in my eyes, you know, and he's got to, and like those shots don't come easy. Like the ones that come easy are the ones that, the one that we talked about where he kind of just shot a long, long two-range, yeah. you know, mid-range jumper over Jared Allen, like. Those come easy, but he's kind of have to work hard to go get down there and get decent position and get those kind of like, you know, one-legged fadeaway, very close mid-range shots, or just like shots at the rim. And, you know, like I know his back is killing. And, you know, I saw them point out in the broadcast, like he hasn't scored below 20 points in any game this season. <clears throat> well, he ended up doing that today. <laughs> and that's nice and all, but like here's his past few games, nine, in po- just points. 19, 22, 20, 23, mm-hmm. 22, 22. Like, yeah, like, I love the consistency, consistency at all, but this roster isn't good enough offensively to just constantly get 22-point games from AD. Like, he's got to have, like, way more explosive games that are, you know, getting up in the 30s and stuff like that, you know, and especially with how LeBron's playing, and he played really well tonight, but 
it's just, you know, like, I hate to be hard on the guy, but he's also getting paid, <laughs> getting paid $42 million more than me every year. So he kind of needs to, he just kind of needs to be better, to be completely honest. Yeah. And again, I think the defense has been there. But yeah, 12 shot attempts, 12 shot attempts is uh, just not enough um, for him. And I think Jared Allen picked up like his fourth foul or something or his third foul pretty early and when he went out I thought that was a point where AD can kind of get going I think he has a much bigger like physical um, matchup advantage against a guy like Mobley Uh, but it just uh, didn't happen I think they subbed in Robin Lopez as well but yeah just two shot attempts it's just not acceptable to me and I think it goes both ways it's also our guards are very shot first shot heavy um, even Lonnie Walker type, like, and Russ is getting to the rim now. It's They're not very much – they're trying to dump it off to him. But, again, if he's just living at the paint, it's going to be tough. And I think he's trying to get going, um, and it's just not working out. Let's... Side note, mm-hmm. um, the Lakers had 26 fouls in that game, and yeah. I think at least 10 of them were the most phantom fouls I've ever seen in my life. Man. Uh, the refs were absolutely just – Favorable to the Cavs is like an understatement. Um, I just kind of saw that and just remembered, especially in the first half, like uh, Garland and Mitchell were just getting these fouls that like, I just have no clue where they're coming from. And honestly, it's kind of been a trend against in like yeah. against the Lakers favor all season. I would not be surprised if um, Ham or LeBron kind of did a little, you know, little post game nudge about the official uh, officiating, maybe pick up a fine. Uh, in terms of kind of making this turn around in the long term, because um, I mean, AD had nine free throw attempts tonight. Of course, he only made five of them, but I was also noticing looking at his past few games, like last Jazz game, three free throws, Pelicans, four free throws, Denver, mm-hmm. four free, free throws. Uh, the Denver game where he was grabbing his back one time, one free throw, and he was just banging that entire game. <laughs> so it's the they've really like. Like, I hate to bitch about, pardon my language, I hate to complain about free throws, but, like, it has gone to a ridiculous trend. No, yeah, absolutely. I thought they were kind of calling their own fouls at one point. Uh, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, whenever they got in the paint. That's that's a great way to put it. Yeah, I think I heard Garland scream one time, and then the ref called it. I was like, man, they're basically calling uh, their own fouls. No, the LeBron one is interesting. So, if, even if, again, I'm not blaming this game on the refs. I think, you know, Cleveland's an extremely good team, but – uh For yeah sure. yeah but you look at the free throws i mean lebron had uh what do you think three free throws attempts which he missed all of them donnie actually tonight so lebron goes over his, his shot his shot is just it's broken gone. like yeah. it's it's straight up broken right now i really don't know what it is like you know i don't like to pull up like this point but even on the even on the shots he was making around the basket tonight he really wasn't getting much lift yeah. on those he was just kind of finding a way to finesse them into the basket yeah. uh, and I kind of feel like that's what he's been doing all season and it he hasn't been really successful at the rim until tonight mm-hmm. um but yeah looking at LeBron like LeBron's averaging five free throw attempts per game this season um and that average only has gone down with this game so that's a little ridiculous as well that would be his least amount of free throws per game since ever <laughs> just ever <laughs> not even since his rookie season just ever so That'll definitely change, and yeah, like I said, I would not be surprised if LeBron or Ham kind of drops a little nudge in a post-game <laughs> press conference at some point. Yeah, so three free throws for him, which is incredible, because I think he did, I mean, he settled a lot too, but he got a lot of shots at the rim. Uh, obviously, they're being defended perfectly, but yeah, so he had three free throws tonight, 
Donovan Mitchell had 13 himself. You talked about AD had nine. So what? Uh, AD and LeBron combined for 12. Mitchell had 13 uh, on his own. That's just a just a tough numbers game there. I think uh, even again we talked about AD living at the rim. I feel like there's a lot of plays where he gets bumped and fouled, doesn't get the call as well. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's been rough to watch LeBron, especially I think. I think he like settles into games, Donnie. Like I feel like there's the first half he kind of just kind of walks through it. Um, is very passive. To, I thought tonight he came out and attacked the rim a little bit early on, but like throughout these games, he's kind of started really slow, uh, really settled for long twos, long threes, step back threes, um, and then in the second half tries to pick it up. I just think that's not really sustainable for this squad. I think it's tough to have the slow starts uh, that we've been having. I believe tonight was the first game, Donnie, where we led after the first quarter. You believe that? That was today's the first game, yeah. first game where we led after the first quarter. Um, but yeah, LeBron's had a slow start. I'm not worried about him, right? I just it's 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 been slow, and we're what two and seven now, and there's not really games we can give away anymore. Um, there's uh, I think we've passed that point, um, and now every game is kind of a struggle because you, you can't get yourself in an even more hole. So yeah, LeBron, it's been it's rough. AD has been you know up and down in second halves. And our margin for error is absolutely zero. Um, and that, that's where we are. Yeah, I mean, um, credit to – I mean, just feel like I should say credit to the Cavs. Like, no, Garland and Mitchell are just an insane duo. And, then, like, with Jared Allen and, like you said, Evan Mobley didn't even really make an impact on this game too much. Um, they've got a good team. They've got Ricky Rubio coming back, too, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they're very good. I kind of feel like them and the Bucks are basically the two best teams um, in the NBA right now. So, but yeah, um, I really hope you're right, and I really hope LeBron kind of turns around soon um, and AD gets more kind of more assertive because there's not really many other things I could see changing for the better. Like, I'm honestly worried like Russ's play is going to drop off at some point, and then like AD and LeBron aren't going to be picking up his slack, which is just a wild thing for me to be. <laughs> saying out loud um so yeah definitely need a big turnaround from the two big guys um and could use a different schedule as well (laughs) this is ridiculous yeah i think they said on the broadcast we haven't played a team at or below 500 yet uh i haven't checked the league standings i'm not sure how many teams kind of fit that that are uh, at or below 500 it feels like there's a bunch of just really good teams now but yeah now we go to utah on a back-to-back tomorrow Utah just plays a style that's just uh, really tough for us to keep up with. Jordan Clarkson kind of uh, looked like Donovan Mitchell the other night, honestly. But, uh, yeah, they, they play a really tough ball-moving style uh, that we have trouble with, uh, a lot of stuff that you have to switch and things like that. And I, I thought today was a schedule loss. That's why I thought the Utah at home one was just so important. Um, and then the next – after that is the Clippers. Uh, do we do we get a win in any of these two, Donnie, before we uh, – Close this out. Uh, do we get a win in any of these two games? Um, I'm Clipper really... one, also a road one, by the way. Quote quotation marks. Um, road nah, game. It's a home game. <laughs> it's a home game. Um, yeah, I'm worried about tomorrow. Um, I actually think they would have a pretty good chance against the Jazz after making some adjustments after that game. But the back-to-back aspect does scare me. Uh, they said LeBron is going to play, or Ham kind of said he does expect LeBron and AD to play in that. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of a bold thing to say before the first night of a back-to-back, but no, nothing bad happened to them, so hopefully they do play. 
Uh, Clippers, we'll see how they play against the Jazz tonight. They've definitely been struggling as of late. Um, it feels like it feels like they've been struggling. They're on a three-game win streak, strangely, which is very weird. Well, <laughs> let me see. I think one's against like the Spurs. Oh yeah, who are, bad teams. Like, they're kind of they're kind of transitioning into what we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and two Rockets yeah, games. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, yeah, and trust me, I would take a three-game winning streak for sure. <laughs> Uh, but just in terms of talking about if it's a winnable game, I definitely do uh, think that Clippers one is way more winnable uh, than tomorrow. I mean, honestly, the Jazz really impressed me in that game. Like they, they really do have some uh, like good players, and they all they were kind of thrown together, but um, they all bring a lot of good things, and they kind of weirdly fit well together. Um, I don't know. They're they're such a sh- like shocker to me, but. Um, also something I feel like we should have kind of seen coming. So, Jazz tomorrow, maybe. Clippers, yeah, I feel somewhat confident in. Um, like, they are better. They are a much better team in these last four games yeah. than the first five. Like, it is it is nine day, but, you know, you know, this is what happens when you play a lot of good teams to start. And, you know, you were kind of talking about, like, I don't know where these bad teams are. Um, <laughs> this is the first Eastern Conference team that the Lakers have played. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's arguably the best Eastern Conference team, yeah. if not second best to the Bucks. Uh, there's some bad teams in the East. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of, this is just kind of a factor of, you know, the Lakers getting up to speed to start. And like we've all know, known since, like, the second the schedule came out, it was a very daunting start to the season. Yeah, just a few more things before we close out. So, Jovan Buha um, tweeted out, Darvin Ham on the Lakers' second half. Our spirits seem to have left the building. And that feels like a very much last year Vogel quote. Like, I feel like I've heard that a bunch of times uh, last season. And that's something I, I really worried about because I think we are defending hard. Like, the Cavs went on, like, a – Donnie, I think they went on a 17-0 run in that third quarter uh, to end it and going into the fourth. But they also had another, like, 10-0 run. I believe, to start the half or something like that. And then we fought back, got the lead. I think, you know, they're playing hard. It's just I'm worried about that. So Darvinham talked about the spirit. I'm worried about, like, the spirit, I guess, leaving the team. There's a point of, like, failure. I don't know if 2-8 and eight is that. I don't know if 2-9 and nine is that. But I think we're closer to, to that than not, if that makes sense. Like, I think there's a point of where uh, they're buy-in and the playing like crazy, playing like your head's on fire on defense. That dies at a point where your record kind of, matches and all the a lot of these dudes are vets we do have some young guys but i'm worried about the spirit leaving the team um so i'm, I'm hoping we get a few wins because that's we're in the, we're in dangerous um ter- dangerous territory uh with that yeah man uh three and three and six would have sounded way you know it's only a one game difference but three and six sounds way 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 better than two and seven yeah this is where like that portland game right where you should have won that that to me was a win like yeah that that that's where like games like this hurt or even the clipper game i think we were up late um and then some questionable decisions down the stretch of that one as well like those are the games that like you need to have some spirit build like for especially new team that's so fragile um that's you know has trade talks all around it which again will continue as as losses pile no matter how well russell westbrook plays like i think uh, I'm worried about the spirit of this team, man, and uh, we're gonna find out, I guess, in a couple of days how much, how much uh, that stays. Yeah, I, um, the quotes are definitely a little sad <laughs> right now. You talked about that Darwin Ham one and Russ pointing out like they just didn't come out ready in the third quarter, and that's just like that's just not acceptable to me to like fully admit like they just did not come out ready in the third quarter. 
in a third quarter when you have the lead and on one of the best teams in the in the NBA, you could still win and you just don't come out ready when you're already two and six. That's just that's just kind of embarrassing. And you know, and now Ham's kind of saying like he's got or AD's got Ham's blessing to kind of scream out, calls on number one. <laughs> Ouch! That kind of that kind of really puts the onus on AD at this point. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's I could see tomorrow going to uh, one of two ways, and I think the Lakers kind of energy coming into it kind of plays a big part on whether or not the game's going to be a really depressing one or at least competitive, you know? Yeah. And uh, just on that quote, um, I don't know. I don't like quotes that like, obviously he's Anthony freaking Davis. Like he can call his number whenever the hell he wants. I mean, we had quotes around the summer that we were building our offense around Anthony Davis, right? That was like a huge talking point. Like the offense is going to be built around Anthony Davis. And I said at the time, I'll believe that when I see that. Um, And that's kind of the way it's been uh, so far. So, Hopefully. <laughs> four four field goal attempts combined in two second halves doesn't feel like the offense is built around Anthony Davis, but that's just me. It's like it's built around his screening, right? Like that's the point of it. It's just like he's not enough of an option in that screening. Like too many times, what the defense does kind of dictates, and the defense is always going to take away Anthony Davis's role because duh, like they're gonna be like, okay, go ahead, Kendrick Nunn, Lonnie Walker, go have these long twos. Um, but we need some kind of counter to where he can be involved, uh, even when uh, even when that happens. So I'm hoping for that. They're showing Kendrick Nunn's stats on the screen, and they're just amazing to me. So I think he was three for seventeen coming in tonight, Donnie, on catch and shoot threes. He was zero for four tonight. I think most of those were catch, maybe two of them were. So he's like what three for twenty one now on on threes. Just incredible uh, what's happened to him. So uh, hopefully he'll he can wake he can wake up. I don't think Utah's the place players really wake up at, though, is it? Like, I don't think that's the place where players no, wake I'm, up. When I'm giving up. I'm giving up on thinking he's going to turn around, and now I'm just hoping uh, for an even speedier recovery for Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder, whose uh, jump shot isn't um, isn't there hey. either. Uh, hey, let him get out there and miss <laughs> them before you start talking that smack. All right. I mean, he fits the ethos of this team. I was seeing on another podcast. Like, he fits the ethos, right? He's. Uh, a good defender who can't shoot like perfect fit on this, uh, on this Laker team. Like, <laughs> oh, man. no, it fits though. Doesn't it? Like that's Dennis Schroeder. Like his, uh, attributes fit perfectly on this Laker team. He can defend really well. And he just is unable to shoot a three either. Uh, so he'll fit right in. It, it, it fits. It just breaks my heart coming <laughs> from you, Raj. No, man, they're, they're killing me as well. I've, I can, uh, I can only, you know, spit. I have like nothing positive in my notes today, Donnie, which is like, super rare I have nothing really to take and even though I think we played an all right first half I just when you're two and seven you can't really like preach uh patience or you know or building or anything there's a point where like process has to meet results and we've been there for a few days now um and we'll see if the one in Utah can do that any any closing thoughts Donnie before we get out of here um these next few games are very important um, <laughs> for many reasons, but, you know, Jazz on m- tomorrow, Clippers on Wednesday, Kings on Friday, and then we host the uh, the only team that uh, rivals us in messiness, the Nets, on some Sunday, uh, November 13th. And then, very weird schedule. They don't have a game between Sunday until Friday when they host the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think their record in these next four games, depending on how bad it is, could really influence a big old news dump uh, in that week of, obviously, trade rumors. Um, so, something to look out for if they go, like, 1-3 and three or 0-4 oh in these next few games. Um, yeah, but yeah, sounds uh, sounds very fun. Get back into uh, – <laughs> Get back into the league uh, like last season, baby. I was having so much fun. We were talking about just pure basketball for a few days, and then, boom, you lose, what, two in a row, and we're right back into uh, trade season, I guess. Trade season never really ended. I feel like we've been in trade season since last trade deadline um, till now, right? It's been like... on, on the surface, on the surface, I will say, mm-hmm. you know, Jazz – Clippers, quote-unquote, road game, which is a real home game. Yeah. And then two straight home games against the Kings and then the Nets. Those are pretty good games or pretty good stretch of a week-long games that you could ask for um, yeah. to kind of turn the season around. So I will say that. And then, like I said, right after that is the Pistons and the Spurs. So, you know, if they get wins against the Jazz and the Clippers, then I think we'll be feeling way better um, after that. I'm serious. I'm serious here, Raj. Don't you laugh at me. Yeah, that's all. We'll be feeling much better. Yeah, now. all they have to do is win uh, on the road against a team that's seven and three. might be eight and three after today we'll see and then uh which, which game is that and then they have to beat the clippers who i think they haven't beaten what in like seven or eight straight contests um so all right i'm, ca- I'm calling it they're beating the clippers everyone could come talk to me if they don't beat the clippers they're beating the clippers yeah, on, the, on that stupid black paint job of a court that they lay out there they're beating the clippers <laughs> I hope so, man. I would that would that would be lovely. Um, but uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Donnie, for uh, coming and joining me on this uh, Sunday afternoon. Lakers fall um, to two and seven, and this has been the Silver Screen Roll Post Game Show. Make sure you're subscribed to the Silver Screen Roll feed, and we'll talk to you after uh, tomorrow's game against the Jets.